This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Imagine surrounding yourself with incredible women, women who've overcome challenges, they've rebounded after failures and disappointments, and women who are not afraid to shine their brilliance to make a mark in the world. These women support other like-minded women because they know there is plenty of opportunity for everyone and that together we really can make a difference, grow our businesses while have fun along the way. This is what Women in Leadership Podcast is all about. Welcome, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Grab a couple of your favourite beverage, pull up a chair and let's get this conversation started. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. Joining me on today's show is Julia Barbero. Now, she is a mother of six. She's a wife to Gino Barbero, is an entrepreneur and co-founder of Jake and Gino. And together they host the Julia and Gino Podcast, where they focus on raising a family as well as running a business. Julia is the author of The Canalists Exploded and A Gelato Blast, books for all ages, encouraging responsibility creativity and decision making. Now Julia and her family they live in St. Augustine in Florida where they enjoy the old city and the simple beach life. Sounds amazing. Now on today's show Julia is going to talk about how to go from a distant marriage to a close marriage with communication, awareness and accountability being so important. She's going to talk about how to successfully work with your spouse and find the closeness you crave as well as the power of listening and the key steps for successful communication. Lots to talk about on today's show. Welcome, Julia. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Oh, absolutely. Look, what we're going to talk about today, I think, is just so very important, whether you're running a business with your spouse uh, or if you want to just enhance the relationship that you have in, you know, with your spouse. I, I think we can all agree that the last three years um, have certainly put a lot more challenges in our path. And uh, I'm sure that there's been a lot of debate and conversations around the dinner table, that's for sure. So look, forward to uh, having you share that. Share a little bit about what you let, what led you down the path, the career path, so to speak, to you and your husband working together. Can you give us a snapshot? Absolutely. Um, I had married my husband when he bought a restaurant, an Italian restaurant that from my hometown. And so I watched him and his family run this restaurant. And I loved it because it was an Italian mom and their two Italian sons and the, and the father. And there was something about just them working together that I just, I just saw the value in it. I just saw like the family closeness in it. And we ended up getting married. We, uh, we've been married for about 24 years. We do have six children. And over the years, I would help him with, you know, with the restaurant, which I always did. But then I had children and it was a little bit more challenging. And it was about the, probably about four years ago or so, uh, I, I noticed my husband, he, he changed from restaurant career to real estate education, teaching people how to buy 
multifamily real estate through Jake and Gino. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Because I don't know real estate. I don't know that world. But slowly over time, he became a life coach. He started coaching people. He started making such an impact on all these people. And they would come up to me like, oh my gosh, your husband changed my life. I just want to thank you. And someone said to me, well, how do you do it? What do you do? And I said, well, I, I mean, I support him and I, and I, and I, you know, take care of the children and all, all sorts, all sorts of cook and take care of the home. And she, they're like, no, you do more because you're here at the events. You're helping your husband. And I realized, oh my gosh, I am working with him. I just never thought of it in that way. Cause to me, I was just a stay at home mom taking care of the children. You know, we homeschool the whole thing. And I thought, holy cow, I have to really pay attention. How, what, how do I do it? What do I do? And where am I right now in life? Because a lot of times we're looking, you know, maybe we have babies, we have the little guys at home, and it's really a challenge to be in the outside world working outside the home. And at this point, a few years ago, I realized, my gosh, I have, it's the time. I feel like it was time for me to say, okay, I'm going to take all my life experience, all the difficulties, even when the marriage, the difficulties in the marriage and say, okay, how do I do it? How do I support my husband? How now do I work with him? What do I want to do? And it was a moment I had to get clarity on what I wanted because a lot of times we're just living life and we're not sure where we are. And so I became a life coach. I learned how to talk to people. I learned how to listen to them. And now that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm speaking with amazing women, amazing couples, um, men, children of all ages, and just making a huge difference in the world that I never thought I could because I'm always like, oh, we can't work together. It's too difficult and all that. We'll get into that, I'm sure. But it's a, the moment you have to realize, where, what, where do I want to be right now? Yes, yes. What I love about that is that so often uh, it takes someone else's external view or observation of what you're doing and they give you feedback that, they, that you recognize yourself that, hang on a minute, there is something special there, yet there's it, it just something that you showed up. It obviously was very much around the mindset, who you were, how you were supporting your husband, and we're certainly going to unpack uh, that as well. So let's dive. In. I mean, one of the first things that you wanted to talk about, and I think this is going to be so valuable, is how to go from a distant marriage to a close marriage uh, with communication, awareness and accountability. So what were some of the insights that you can share in this area? Yes. I mean, you can't love someone you don't know right? It's really a challenge in itself. And a lot of times you hear, well, we grew apart where, you know, the love isn't there. And, and when we look at it like that, it's like, oh, there was a moment there where we could have maybe done something about it. And I just here to tell you, it is never, ever too late. It is never too late to, you know, fix an issue, to start communicating again, because a lot of us think that, okay, I've been married for all these years, we've grown apart for so long, and we're very distant. And I just the littlest of things, the littlest of things, and I'm talking about giving your husband a pat on the back when you walk by him, giving him a text, just thinking of you, you know, a lot of times we go through life, and we, we work on all these relationships in our lives, especially with our children, and maybe with our friends, we go out, we make dates with them. But we forget about our spouse, we forget about the person that's home with us sharing a life with us, because, because they're there. You know what I mean? So a lot of times we're like, oh, I'll work on them later, I'll later, later, and the years go on. And so the question I always have for someone is what kind of marriage do you want? What did you have before that you don't have anymore? And what are the steps to get it? Because a lot of times there are simple steps, like I said, there's just a clarity on what's missing in our marriage. What is actually missing? If it's the communication, then let's start with that. Because are you taking the time to actually hear what he has to say? 
are you taking the, the moment to actually put away all the devices that distract us, even the children, the di kids distract us as, as well, to say, hold on, I have to talk to your dad for a minute. I mean, that's take. it took a lot for me to do that because I was always so busy taking care of everybody else that I literally put my husband on, on hold for many yes. years. You know, we don't even realize it until time goes by. We're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. But it's that awareness. And, and I think it's really good for us. And it's not a quick fix all of a sudden and everything's good and we don't have to think about it again. Because I always, every time I talk about it, I always have to reevaluate. Okay, where am I now? Mm -hmm. So the question is, what kind of marriage do you want? What, what, what in your relationship right this second is lacking? If it's the, the, um, the listening, listening is really a challenge for some of us because a lot of us just like to talk. And, you know, I, I share the, the story with my husband. This is about five years ago. He went to life coach school and, you know, men and women are very different. <laughs> I'm going to put it that way. But he came mm -hmm. home. He just had his listening, um, you know, conversation with, with his life coach school. And he sat me on the couch. Now, we were, we were married many years. We had five children at the time. And he sat down next to me and he looked at me and he asked me some personal questions. And I was starting to answer them. And I was so uncomfortable mm -hmm. because that was the most he's ever listened to me, like it, looking me in the eye. He did play, he did all, he looked me in the eye. He actually held my hands. I mean, he sat close. He wasn't distracted. And I'm like, what? And I got nervous. And I said, is everything okay? And he said, yeah, I'm just listening. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think that ever happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, 15 years we were married. And so when I tell people that they're like, oh my gosh, oh no, my husband listens. I'm like, well, really? I, I, I tell that because it, don't be ashamed if you've never done it. It's just, we don't really pay attention. The listening is so powerful because the person on the other side feels heard. They feel important. They know they mean something to you. And so I encourage you all to just maybe sit back and notice how you're listening. If you're getting distracted, if, you know, you're looking at something, if the phone rings and you're looking at that, because that's showing the other person that that's more important than they are. Yes. And it doesn't feel so good. It doesn't yeah. feel so good, does it? No, it doesn't. And uh, what you said there is around the the body language is so important, isn't it? Because, um, and, and I know my husband can sometimes do that that as well, where you you know he's kind of listening, but not yeah. really because of the body language, you know, and and vice versa, I'm sure as as well. And they pick that up because you may be saying something, but if your body language, the expression on your face, isn't, um, and it can be difficult too uh, for for women, I think, because they do have a lot of things to juggle. I mean, I cannot imagine. Mm -hmm. Having, I mean, I've got three children. That to me was uh, was was a handful. But with six children and homeschooling, oh my goodness, uh, amazing! So you've got a lot. Women have got a lot, don't they? And then all of a sudden, um, then the husband comes home or whatever. It, it sure. can really, if if we're not clear on that. And one of the things I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into when you're talking about communication, one of the things that I've learned, and this was so um, a, a huge aha for me, is that as you said, we have different styles of communication because some people might say, well, he's listening, but he's not understanding mm. me. Understand what are each other's communication preferences? Can we perhaps reframe what we're saying? Uh, share a little bit about that. Was that a learning, something that you both had to discover too? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so funny because it's even now and it's even with all our children, it's different. And it's everyone I talk to, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone is different. It's amazing. When you start opening up your, 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 your thoughts on like paying attention to the other person and really noticing how they listen to you and if they understand, because that's huge. You could 
you know, I could explain everything I want to my husband. He could leave the conversation and go the other direction and have no idea what I meant. And that's really important. I'm glad you brought that up because it's really the next step. We, had, we have to actually make sure the other person. So how can we make sure our spouse or a child is actually understanding where we're coming from? And a lot of times I say, just tell me what, explain back to me what I mean, because I want to make sure I'm, th this is clear. And so I never really leave an important conversation before there's 100% clarity on the other end. And so my husband, Gino, he was like, oh, this is what you mean. Now, a lot of times there's like, no, no, that's not what I meant at all. Let's go back and, and, and revisit that for a second. And it's interesting. That's what I wanted to point out. It's very interesting on how people understand what you're saying. And then that's where a lot of arguments come. I explained it to you. I told you everything I needed to do. And you did the opposite because it wasn't understood on their part. And so it's so important that you just say, okay, let's just clarify what this means. And once, whether it's our husband, like I said, or child, whoever it is on the other end, says it back. It's like, okay, good. I just want to make sure you got it because this is really important. And yeah. that's a mistake on our end. It just takes effort. It does. You know, it takes effort. And a lot of times we just want to say what we have to say and move on. We're always in a rush. We're always in a hurry. And, it, and that relationships take so much work and effort and time. And sometimes we just don't want to put the time in. Um, but my advice to everyone, because I've done it, is it's so worth it. Yeah, because your time. relationships is, I mean, when you start putting in that effort, that time, and it doesn't take much time, it doesn't take much effort, but maybe you're not used to it. I promise you, your relationship will, oh my gosh, like once my husband started understanding the conversation a little bit better, it was like a, it was like a new relationship. And I just, yeah. that's why I real, that's why I'm out speaking because it's, it's so important. It's such us. a profound impact yeah. on both of your lives. You know, one of the things that I, I want to pick up on what you said, and it's so true, you start making the changes first and it can mm -hmm. be incremental, small changes over time can make a huge difference. But I tell you, I'm pretty sure your husband would have noticed those differences when you did, um, you know, congratulate them. That's a job well yes. done. We really appreciate you. Thank you for providing for the family. Things like that. You know, we so often, um, we do that for our children, don't we? That's a great job. Yeah. That painting is amazing. You know, things like that. Why not to our spouses? Oh. So, and so why I say that is so often as adults, we can say, well, if he does the, if he makes mm -hmm. the first move, then I'll, you know, yes. then I'll respond. Take on it. Make the 100%. first keep yes. making those moves, um, and you'll get it back in. You'll get it back, you know, tenfold, won't you? Oh, Emory, you're so right on that. A lot of times it's just pride, right? It's our own pride that says, nope, I'm not doing it until he does. Why would you want that? If you really think about it, why would you want to, you know, it's almost like, why do I want to have a, you know, an okay marriage or, you know what I mean, an okay relationship when it can be amazing? to be responsible, because that's what it comes at. You know, when I talk about the kids book, we talk about responsibility, be the first one to take the step, be the responsible one to take the step, because that's what we're here for. We're here, to, we're, we're in this journey of life together. Let's make it the best we can, especially with the person we're sleeping next to, we're living with, we're raising a family with, you know, because it's so important. What would it hurt to do that? And that's what I, you know, even if we're angry sometimes, like I can't believe he didn't notice me, or I can't believe he didn't say anything. You'll be the first one to say something. I promise you it will come back to you, just like Emery said. And it yeah. does take a lot, doesn't it, sometimes, because we're irritated. We get irritated that our husbands don't know what we're thinking. 
And I'm here to tell you, they never know what we're thinking, no matter yeah. how obvious it is. I promise you they don't. And so take Sometimes we step. don't even know what we're thinking. Yes, all of us thank you. It's all confusing. It's like, wait a second, I have to write this down and, and yeah. try to figure out if this is accurate. <laughs> yeah, so true. You know, as you were sh sharing that, I think about how we do other things in our life. And often, as you say, and you've said this so beautifully, reminded us that it's often our relationships, particularly with our spouses, that we tend to negate if we're too tired or not enough time. But if we think of our relationships just like we would other areas where we invest mm -hmm. in, like a mm -hmm. bank account, but our relationship bank account, every time that we're putting a deposit in, a small deposit, it grows over time. And, and if we use the analogy of what, if, what about the withdrawals? Now, if we're only speaking to our husbands when we get totally frustrated, and sometimes that's what we do, don't we? We wait till the last straw, mm -hmm. not reminding him, and all of a sudden we explode because he's left the socks on the floor next to the hamper. Could you just not pick that up and leave it in the hamper? And our husbands are thinking, my goodness, you know, she has just gone for the sock. It's not the sock, but it's all of a hundred times, you know yeah. what I mean? 100%. So if we continue to invest and look at our relationship as an investment account, um, those moments, it's like, oh, well, we'll just give her that or we'll just give him that. that that's so important, isn't it? For all it our is. children. Oh, for everybody. I, I, I tend to, you know, a lot of times, like you said, the socks leaving the socks on the floor, a lot of times we only notice the irritating things. We only, especially about our spouse, but right, be honest, we only notice the irritating things. And maybe as the kids get a little older, it's the same thing. We only point out what they do wrong. And that's the moment where I, 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 for me personally, I had to say, I don't like this. There's something not right. I want a mind, complete mind shift change. And I did. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore because all of the good things that are happening in front of us, all of the good qualities our husband has, all of the good qualities all our children have are just kind of floating by and we're just pointing out all the annoying things that drive us absolutely crazy, like leaving the socks on the floor, whatever it is, leaving the towel on the floor, all these little things. And I got to the point where I said, you know, all those irritating things, I'm actually going to start loving. I'm going to start loving about him. And when he would leave something, let's say a towel on the ground, he doesn't do that, but I'm just trying to think of something irritating. I don't even know what it is anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look how sweet he is. I seriously, I, I just completely changed it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, that actually, that's not a big deal. Really isn't a big deal. Why does that bother me so much? What, what about that is bothering me? And I started to notice the cute things about him, how he play with my kids, you know, how he would interact with some people that we, we are really good friends with, or how he would come home and be happy to see me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, let me, wow, I didn't, I've never noticed that before because I never took the time to actually pay attention to him. And so that's what I encourage all your listeners, you know, and me and you, Anne-Marie, because I, like I said, I always remind myself this, is when my husband comes home tonight, I'm going to just pay attention to what he's doing and noticing the good parts about him first, because I yeah. guarantee it's like 90%. Oh, absolutely. And maybe even say, hey, I noticed how you played with the kids. I just love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? it's so good. I mean, and I don't know whether you've um, read the book. I think it's Gary Chapman, The Love Laving Good Yes, Jesus. we had him on our podcast. Oh, oh he was unbelievable. I mean, that is in and, in and of itself a he huge was amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. I'll give you an example. I think I've spoken about this before on, on one episode here on the podcast, but I didn't realise that my husband's love language, the first mm-hmm. one, the primary one, was spending quality time together. <laughs> so he would often fall asleep on the couch and I would think, oh, well, this is a good time. I've just got to finish up one email, you know. So I would be typing and then he would be standing outside my office going, you know, um, I thought that you'd finished for the night. I said, yeah, but you fell asleep on the couch. And he would say to me, yes, but when I wake up, I like to see you there. Well, knowing I'm a bit of a sarcastic person. <laughs> so he would fall asleep on the couch and then as soon as he would start waking up, I would be there in his face, you know, oh. giving him a smile or something. So how fun. To him, just knowing that I was there, you know, and when we drive, when he goes to the shops, do you want to come with me? It's like, like, mm. but he loves that quality time yeah. going together. Now that I know that, it is depositing, you know, exactly things in his love account. That to him shows that I love him, you know, yeah. and find out about your husband's or your partner's love language. Yes. Husbands, find out about your wife's love sure. language. That really. is so important. And I that was, again, that's new to me. All of this is new to me too. Nobody teaches us this. There's no manual on your personal marriage or your personal family at home. And it's everyone changes over these years. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to re, you have to constantly relearn about everybody, but relearning about yourself too, because we change so much. We just assume our husband knows us. Yes. And they don't. And we, they don't know anything about us anymore from the time we got married till now. But we're so busy in life. Like you said earlier, trying to get maybe we're, our job, you know, trying to get a promotion or trying to start a company or even trying to raise children. We're so busy all the time that we put our husbands on hold. We really do. And we're all guilty of it. And I am. But I, when I look back, I'm, I'm also very thankful because it really brought me to where I am. And it really brought me to understand the how many people are also in that situation? And I just thought it was me. I really did. I was this extremely shy, never be, I would never be in a circle of women talking ever in my life. And I really overcame it because I saw the power of how, how what a happy marriage could be and how many people were lacking in it. And it was just such a simple fix of just for a little while, try to put your husband first. This is like a big challenge for everyone listening. Put your spouse first all the time, just for a moment and see what happens. Because, you know, a lot of us are like, no, that's not fair. It's not fair. I promise you it will come back to you. And it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding to put someone first and show them that we love them. And so, what comes back is so beautiful, I promise you. What wonderful role modeling for chi- for your children too. Mm. It really does. You know, something else that I wanted to 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 pick up on, and this is so important um, when you talk about successful uh, communication. And, you know, so often as women, and we touched on this, sometimes we don't know uh, what we want or, you know, take the time to be able to express it. So, you know, and there are often some things which I think, you know, we, we often hear other psychologists and so forth talk about. There are some deal breakers in relationships. These are the really important things. Find out what they are for you, isn't it? What is really important? What really sows into your love bucket or whatever you want to yeah, call sure. it? 
for me, I know that I need time on my own, on my own, in my bedroom, listening to a podcast, watching mm-hmm. a video, whatever it may be. So if I'm constantly, you know, in other people's um, just earshot of them, I just burn out, you know, very easily. I lose a lot of my energy and that's fine knowing that, that time, oh, you're here, all right, I'll let you be and off he goes. So sometimes we've got to understand what that is for us first and then be able to communicate it because if we're not able to communicate it, how are our husbands and husbands mm-hmm. for wives too, if we don't know what that is for you, how are we going to support and and maybe be that other person to be able to give that to you? Does that make sense? hundred percent, Emory. You have just hit something really important. And a lot of times we're trying to fix our spouse. We're trying to fix our relationship and we're always looking at the other person to do it. You know, and it's one of the one of the things when we get into marriage, a lot of times we're we're, we're have the ex- expectation that they're going to make us happy. And that is a really common thing. I actually fell for that as well. And the second I wasn't happy, well, it's not my fault because it must be yours <laughs> because you're supposed to make me happy. And it yeah. is so important that we work on our thoughts first because when I, when I started doing this, I, I just became aware of every thought I had. And I'm talking about from the moment I woke up, my first thought, and I was like, wow, that's really negative. Like, it was just like, oh, gosh, I hope I make it through the day. You know what I mean? It was that type of thing. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's not healthy. Let me work on that first. And so I thought of something beautiful, like I can't wait to take care of my children. Yes, it's a lot of work and it's, and it's challenging and all of that, but I get to care for them. Like these little people in the world, I, I get to be their mother. And I thought of it as a incredible gift that I had. Um, and a lot of times I do also encourage people to write their thoughts down, get a journal, start journaling, because usually there's like this reoccurring thought we're having, whether it's about our spouse or about somebody or about ourselves, reoccurring constantly taking up space, and we're not able to do other things because they're so distracted by it. And yes. I just encourage everyone write down what you're thinking. I don't care what it is, just take a paper and write down every thought that's going through your head. And maybe a little later, reread it. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be surprised a lot of those things. Um, like, you know, I, I say talk to our husbands, definitely and so important. But a lot of the things we have to work out without them first, yes. like you said. Right. So true. That's right. And be able to, like, if time on your own, even if it's just 10 minutes or whatever it is, to refill your bucket, so to speak. It's so yeah. important. What you just said reminded me of a conversation that someone had. Um, she'd written a book that was many years ago, but talking about the different people that we need in our lives. And so often, and you said this brilliantly, is so often we look to our husbands to fill our bucket fully. But you know, and but there's other people that can. There's a sage, someone who's you know an elder, or someone who can sow real wisdom and insight. There's a friend which is a shoulder to you know to cry. And you know those times where like, we just need to let things out. We don't Absolutely. really need that, but it's so. So having that and knowing that means that we're not constantly um, going to our husbands to be all and and end all, if that makes sense. Because there's no way possible that they can be. Absolutely. Know? So it's so important, and I and I tell this to my children too, because this is important. Obviously, we are we are the kids first, the role models. We are, you know, we're the, their example, right? We can teach them anything you want, but they're going to follow what we're doing. Who are we listening to? Who are who is our mentor? Who are we going to for advice? And it's interesting that you say that because a lot of times we're just used to the same people. So maybe yeah. we go to our moms for a relationship or money and they're, she's terrible with both of those. But I constantly go to her because why? Because I'm used to it. It's familiar. 
And it's, and it's that maybe we should all think, okay, who do we know in our lives? Maybe we're having, maybe we want more marital advice. Maybe that's something that we're trying to work on. Who do you know in your life that has a really good, beautiful marriage? Maybe they've had struggles. You know, you can see that you, you know them very well. That's the person you're going to go you're going to go to. You're not going to go to someone who bashes their marriage, bashes their husband, talks negatively about it. Those people, when you want marital advice, those people you want to stay away from. Do you, would you agree with that? I, a lot of times we don't even notice these things like marriage, like money problems. We go to the person that's maybe even bankrupt three times or doesn't do well. Maybe it's someone that you've never even thought about. And that's one of our second books is Mentor Moose. He talks, he's the one that people are going to because he's the wise one. He has the most experience. Yeah. A lot of times we choose the wrong people. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. It's so true. Be mindful who you get advice from and insights from because it's often the people who's, in this instance, we'll use the example of a relationship they have done the hard yards. They have been in the valleys and the troughs, mm-hmm. yet they have found a way in which to to um, really rekindle that love and strengthen that relationship. Because just like with anything, it's not easy, but it's well worth the investment. It's well worth the time. Um, and we're all unique individual people. We mm-hmm. would not want to have a carbon copy of ourselves. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> you know, we want our husbands to balance us in certain ways and and vice versa. And um, yeah. And, you just and, made that good point. I want to point that out. What you just said is that we all have value. We all have worth. And a lot of times, especially as women, we do compare ourselves to everyone else. Like, well, we can never be her. You know, people would say that to me, you got it all together. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure out life. But from the outside, everyone thought I I had it all together. I'm like, nope, (laughs) I'm just trying to get through the day sometimes. But that is such a good point that we all have something amazing to offer. We all have a uniqueness about us. And and I just want to point that out because like I said earlier, I was the shyest person you've ever, you'll ever meet, but I couldn't, I, I had to overcome that because of this. This is such a, a, an important topic in the world, especially now with relationships just, you know, ending for no reason. Like, oh my gosh, this message is so important. Just being family, you know? It, it, and and so that's what I'm trying to say is that each person, you know, sometimes we get jealous with or maybe with other women or whatever. You are amazing on your own. Your spouse married you because of that. And I yes. think that's something to remember. So true. You know, as you're saying that, I remember one of my colleagues for many, many years ago, she would often jokingly say, you know, if I, because we were doing the DISC profile, which is something that I know mm-hmm. many leaders use within just using different um, understanding about how we would adapt to the workplace and within certain environments and so forth. And she recognized that her husband's communication style was completely opposite to hers. She was direct. She was do not waffle, so forth. (laughs) Yet her husband was, you ask him about his day, he would give you a play-by-play, step-by-step, and she would just be like rolling her eyes. And she said, if I had have understood him more, I would have been more patient. But she said, I thought he just was like that because he was trying to annoy me. Now, that does not make for a good relationship, does it? So, um, But it is awareness of all of the things that we spoke about today. Once you have awareness of yourself and your partner, your spouse, your husband, your wife, um, it really is can what you can do within that small, in, you know, incremental steps mm-hmm. of showing love, being there, complimenting, um, all of those small things can add up, certainly. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I, people find out more about you and sure. listen to the 
podcast and grab copies of your books? How's the best way to connect? Absolutely. You can always email me, old-fashioned email at juliabarbaro at gmail.com. You can check out uh, my husband and I at juliaandgino.com. And you could always, you know, Amazon, go on Amazon and it's The Cannolis Exploded and it's also a gelato blast. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know that we have just scratched the surface mm -hmm. and um, there was is, is so much more that we could uh, talk about, but certainly would encourage everyone, go and get a copy of the book or books and uh, certainly listen to the podcast. I'm sure that the podcast is an absolute blast. Do you it have is. Oh, it's so fun. It's it's like therapy. You know, I always tell people, if you want to have therapy with your husband, just do a podcast together. <laughs> Super yeah. fun. And I'm sure you get feedback from other um, husband and wives that say, of course, this is us. We yes. can Absolutely. And we have Dr. Jer uh, Chapman on that podcast. So check that out. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing man. Absolutely. Thanks once again for coming on the show. Anne-Marie, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why. I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seeing as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.